0: This is K 12 Tech Talk. K 12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K 12 Techs for K 12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K 12 technology topics and issues.
1: Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk Podcast. I am Josh with you weekly. Is my I don't even know how to explain this. If Hopefully the video is working this week. We've been saying this for like four weeks. Uh, Chris, I guess Hacker Bro Chris is wearing
2: a hoodie. And what headphones. up? Oh. <laughs> it's because of my rock star. Um. Oh, we need to talk about that too. I'm getting ready to start a new session.
1: And Mark, hello, hello, Mark.
2: What's Mark got on? He's going to Hawaii soon. Yeah, wear my Hawaiian shirt. You you get ready to go play some some pool. Yeah. Um. So before we get too deep
1: into this, we already talked about somethingcool.com. Uh, th- it's been a day. We're not really going to get into it, but I have I have my bourbon. I had a quarter of a birthday cake, leftover birthday cake, so I'm ready.
2: Literally like a quarter of a cake.
1: Yeah, it was a quarter of a six-inch cake. It was huge. And it was like three tiers. Um, Reese's peanut butter cups and Reese's pieces. Uh, But before, like seconds before I hit the record button, Mark drops a bomb on us and raises the sleeve of his shirt and shows us that he has now gotten a tattoo. I didn't know. I, I feel like chris and i are pretty good friends with mark like we we talk every day um i had no clue mark even would entertain the idea of a tattoo and he's got this uh watercolor-ish style would you call it tattoo on your arm now yeah 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 yeah. i've had i've got other tattoos but this is my new one
2: how many tattoos do you you have?
1: have but in case the video is working can you share can you show the tattoo again
2: well it's it's a it's a wait little wait, bit... wait wait wait, wait. Hold, hold. okay hey we have another site for stuff like that oh yeah only fans it's big in missouri k12 teacher... tech bros it's <laughs> that eric the intern joke <laughs>
1: so, uh, yeah that teacher in missouri she's made almost a million dollars on on of so hopefully k12 tech bros will take <laughs> off and we will post pictures of mark
2: mark's tattoos okay show I... the tat this can be a trailer
1: No, I,
0: I'm not, I'm not going to show this is a, it's a very personal one, but I will, I'll give you the story behind it. Um, I just celebrated my 10 year anniversary and for that, I took our wedding song and I put that into an AI art generating tool and had it design a tattoo and then had that tattooed on me. So
1: I I I have an awesome AI generated tattoo. So I, but okay, so I'm just going to say this. I am, I love it. I think it's cool thanks. I'm more interested in the tattoos that you aren't showing us than the one you are willingly showing us on your arm.
0: yeah um where are they at? I have a I have a lower back tattoo no
2: <laughs> of an owl <laughs> an owl's wings
1: <laughs> yeah. You got to watch last week. You got to listen to last week's episode <laughs> or the Halloween episode. I don't know what that's about.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. My mom listens to this sometimes, so we got to cut this out.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, she doesn't know.
2: Oh, no. That's
1: not no way. No.
2: <laughs> this isn't real.
0: This isn't real. No, nope. not real. Does Um, she use
1: YouTube? Can we at least cut it and put it on YouTube?
0: No, this is going to be an awkward Christmas.
1: Oh, Oh, my God. This is hilarious.
2: It is what it is, Mark. It is. It is. Mom knows now. This is the Um, best reveal.
1: So in case Mark cuts this in editing, uh, he just revealed a secret that his mom has no clue (laughs) about. Um, And we do now. And so do our 12 listeners um fantastic amazing uh where are we i don't even know what we're gonna talk about
2: yeah. Um Ash, do you have wait never mind i forgot i have tattoos yeah we can't can we talk about tattoos why would we what? not hey wait hold on when did mark get so much power that he gets to tell us what we can and can't talk about we talked
1: about I, this already
2: i never like i didn't say that you could
1: or couldn't talk about this <clears throat> i have a tattoo chris i know you have at least one tattoo right
2: I do have one on my leg. Yeah, you've shown that to me many times. I've I want another some, one. I want mine's some color on my leg too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we should all get tattoos together. sometime. we should.
0: We should. Wow. And this, d- our agenda is way off. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's great content. If uh, we we'll take con we'll take suggestions from listeners about what Dolly generated tattoo we should get. Um, so send us, yeah, send I'm us your content ideas. K. Something that conference. looks
2: cool alone, but becomes something great when, when it's paired up with two others. Yeah, you like inter,
1: We interlock arms or something, and it makes a bigger design. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. our yeah. lower backs. We put our lower backs together, and it makes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and really, something that could be bigger than that that anyone that like listeners can get it. And it becomes Uh-oh. this really like we are K twelve tech talk, and so are you movement.
1: Like, uh, what was that superhero that the they would not not Captain bolt Planet. on Captain Captain Planet? Planet. Yes, Captain yes. Planet. I was gonna say Planet Hollywood, but I knew that wasn't right.
2: like when you go to a tech conference, you just like roll up your sleeve real quick to flash it.
1: <laughs>
2: like and Slytherin
1: in how- <laughs> Harry Potter. Mark, you know? is that what your lower back? Bo- your lower back? Never mind. Your mom's listening. Um. <laughs> Slithering tattoo. <laughs> okay, I Mark, please take us, lead us out of tattoo talk segment. To uh, all right, what are this news? is the news? <laughs> beep, beep, all right, beep, so beep, 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 beep.
0: an update. Come on, on up, topic. news boy, Mark. <laughs> an update on something we talked about last week. uh We discussed the Jefferson County and Clark County uh data breaches. They are still active situations. Um, And one of the things we don't want to talk about, we'll do a debrief on this one uh, later on, but we do want to encourage you to check out databreaches.net. It is a website that uh, gives regular updates on uh, data breaches, including K 12 breaches. And they have quite a lot of details, including some interviews with the attackers behind uh, this situation. So, you know, we don't want to necessarily bring too much attention to an active situation, but at the same time, there is a lot that you can learn from this situation, and we do encourage you to take a look at um, both how the district is handling this and and what information you can glean from the databreaches.net website in order to uh, shore up your own systems. So definitely encourage you
1: to take a look at that, and we'll we'll regroup on this one uh, in in the f- next few weeks. So full disclosure here, Mark, don't worry, don't panic. We were having a pre meeting about this, and we were trying to figure out how we were going to talk about this because it is an active situation and we don't want to cast dispersions on anyone or anything like that. And Mark's first inclination, that whole, what he just said, it was going to be, this is an active situation and we're not going to talk about it. So we, we appreciate you uh, expound- <laughs> expounding on this situation. Mark. <laughs> Thanks. Like uh, we're,
2: we're literally a podcast that talks about the trending topics. This isn't trending.
1: It's not a lot. No. It, it's fine. What else? Mark? Uh, the,
2: the next
0: one, um, so Okta, if you are familiar with that company, also suffered a breach. And that, that breach actually impacted a number of other big companies, including One Password, uh, or started to at least. Um, and it appears to be uh caused by an employee signing into a personal account on a business device. So they kind of signed into their personal Gmail account. I don't know if it's Gmail or not but on their uh their district owned or sorry district business device uh and then when their personal account was compromised that bled into their work environment so we wanted to think about this from our perspective how do you handle personal accounts on district devices is this something that you allow or uh, enable
2: uh chris do you want to jump into this one sure i'll uh be I'll, be, I'll just let the world know what I what my settings are real quick um so with stu- students we don't allow that they can't swap between things but we do let our faculty staff uh, have access to other email uh, systems that they use uh it's the it's it's big conversation right like convenience versus security and you're always weighing uh and even to give teachers to give faculty staff like, we can acknowledge that they work from home a lot, that they bring their work home. We can acknowledge that uh, there's things that happen during the school day, that life is happening outside of just their classroom, that they need, you know, they're taking college classes, they're doing this and this and this. Um, So we try to have convenient things for them to do, but we are compromising uh, to some degree of that to let other email systems be used that we don't have control over. You know, we're, we're still relying on firewall and content filter at that point, but But yeah, we do let faculty staff get to other email systems.
1: I I think part of the conversation that a lot of schools have issues with, at least in our area, is when uh, students, high school students take dual credit or they go to another school. Uh, There's a a district in Missouri that provides e-learning for a large number of other districts in Missouri. Uh, So, you know, there's this kind of constant battle of. Do we allow them to log into the Chromebook with their college account or with their launch account? Because when you do that, they're no longer using your your filter. You're no longer seeing them in Lightspeed or linewise or or uh, securely under your instance. So <clears throat> that's where that problem, that's where the a big problem comes in is you lose a lot of that visibility. And once they get to college, colleges, are sort of known for taking um, laissez-faire is the wrong phrase, but a very laxed stance when it comes to filtering because students are over the age of 18 and they don't have to comply with as many rules and regulations that K-12 does. So um, it is definitely a different environment from with those kids logging in with those accounts. That's something that I know a lot of districts around us struggle with. Excuse me, guys, go ahead and continue.
2: I And I'll, I'll, I'll take back what I just said there. I, I said, like, we don't let kids, but I skipped over that part. Our college, our, our high school students that are college students that have a college Google account, uh, we have whitelists of that domain. Uh, and we tell them, like, they leave, they log out of our school district and they log in as the college. Um, and we treat them. And that's been in practice for years and years now. They are supposed to log in as the college kid when they're taking their college classes and we're treating them as college students. But with that means uh, they do have more access to things. Not so much when they're in on on school grounds because sure. our content filter is still kicking in uh, just to the generalized thing of that's a device on our network. Uh, but for sure, when they're when they're at home and they're on school issued Chromebook, but logged in as college, uh, the world is free you know
0: yeah it's one of the reasons why we have it blocked down locked down too is that the the district account has that security setting and so we don't allow guest or or secondary
1: accounts on our devices so back to this breach issue you know if if they were logging in to chrome with a personal account that had some janky extension loaded or plug loaded and they saved a, a professional credential and it's and that plugin scraped credentials. I, I could totally see it in an instant. That's how that ha- I could, that's totally plausible. Now, whether or not that's really what happened, you know, that's kind of the, what's going around the interwebs um, as far as what the current rumor is there, but I, I could absolutely see that happening. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, the third piece of news this week, uh, this was not necessarily related to K-12, but there we do have an article that brings us back, uh, is uh, the White House released an executive order on artificial intelligence. Uh, and there is a great article that we'll link to this in the show notes about uh, what this means for K-12. Um, and in, in short, there's kind of three main kind of uh, areas for us to think about. Um, so the first is that his, his executive order, Joe Biden's executive order did direct his administration to create resources to help teachers implementing uh, tools, AI tools. Um, so there is reference to AI within the classroom. And this executive order does mention this, uh, specifically around personalized tutoring in, in the benefit that that could bring. The other thing is that the US Department of Commerce uh, does have to create guidance for content authentication and watermarking. So essentially, Now, it doesn't directly relate to K-12, but the idea is that as AI content is released, that it will be identified or marketed as AI-generated content. So that could help uh, uh, teachers address concerns that students have. The other thing we've talked about with AI is, you know, getting into a a district policy or a district guidance that, that encourages people to uh uh, publicize when they're using artificial intelligence so as your students are using it in their work they're being very transparent with their teachers and that kind of supports the uh the ai um executive order and then the third uh and this is i think the most important part is that the executive order does call on congress to pass legislation that protects data privacy especially for children so i think this is something we've talked about a lot with artificial intelligence is how you protect uh, student data and district data. Uh, So hopefully this executive order starts to uh, spur Congress into passing and and at least reviewing legislation because we really are lacking on the the, um, federal legislation on student data privacy with the exception of FERPA. uh, But that is very, very uh, loosely updated since it was originally uh, created in the 70s. So hopefully, this will spark Congress to, to revisit that conversation. So, uh, I don't know. I got a notification here somewhere. Um, and that is it. And we the last part of our news, Josh, you have some sure. updates
1: on a person who recently joined us. So, yeah, I was on LinkedIn, I guess it was earlier today, and I saw an announcement that uh, a guest that we had on a couple weeks ago, Steve Smith, who was the... Um, or is the IT director or CIO at Cambridge um, public Schools is now or has been named the new executive director of A4L. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so congratulations, Steve. We the three of us fully believe, well, Chris wasn't on that episode. I guess Mark and I fully believe um, that what pushed Steve across the finish line in this process was his appearance, was his appearance here on the K12 Tech Talk podcast. So um Steve Little pushy we, push. We we appreciate your time with us that week and uh all the best to you, man. We're that's that's awesome that you're gonna be leading A4L because you were um that was you helped start or did start the whole student data privacy consortium thing. So that's super cool. Congratulations. Cool. Chris, why don't you let's take our first uh ad break or sponsor break and tell us about Fortinet.
2: Fortinet, a proud sponsor of the K 12 Tech Talk Podcast. You can email Fortinet Podcast at Fortinet.com. Talk to our friend Chris Illingworth there. Uh Chris is a great guy. He can help you with all your Forda products. Your gate, your FortA everything. Uh, reach out to him. Reach out to Fortinet.
1: And if you have a Fortin, if you have a Fortigate and you're running seven something firmware, the new 7.0, I think it's what, 15 was released, 14 was released last week. So uh, start applying some firmware updates. <laughs> we have some listener emails. Chris, you want to talk about those real quick? Or Mark, you have the first one, the Zoom AI thing?
0: Yeah. Uh, so the, the first one is, um, the question that I got was Zoom recently, recently launched an AI companion that provides a summary of your conversation, even provides next steps from the meeting conversation how are you handling this and
1: what should our approach be to enabling this feature
2: I'm over AI <laughs> I'm
1: over you don't think it's gonna amount to anything
2: I did today I was in Lightspeed our content filter and I was uh, we've been getting some over lockouts um, that's impacting faculty staff and I've been digging into what we're doing you know if we say like if you go to whatever a malware site, 10 times in 30 seconds, your account should be locked out. Some kind of setting sure. like that. That That's a good setting and it's proper. Uh, but it's been doing some false flag stuff. So anyways, I'm in there and I saw that I didn't actually have the AI category full on for uh, my faculty staff. And I thought today, let's just turn it on. Oh, let's just give them the world. I'm oh, you're of...
1: allowing it. I, I thought you, yes. you were, you blocked it on the, out of the, I,
2: I, I was already allowing chat GPT, chat GPT. Uh, but I hadn't actually clicked the category of just give them all the AIs, just eat, eat cake, you know. Have you have you had any feedback? Did anyone notice? No, no. I did feel like I, I mean, I noticed
1: that you started doing most of your tasks with AI today.
2: Yes, this okay. isn't this is this isn't actually me here ah, today.
1: That would explain the good Wi-Fi. Um, Explains a lot that it yes. Um, So about Zoom, turn it on.
2: Let's go. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) I didn't honestly, I didn't know Zoom was coming out with something. Mark, what is it? What does it do? What is it accomplished? Uh, There there are a number of of components to it,
0: um, both within the chat or text as well as the, the Zoom meeting. Essentially, what it's doing is it's kind of kind of. I don't want to say listen or record everything you're doing, but I you know, I'm gonna be very careful with my words because I know that this is a hot topic for many people. But essentially it is gonna provide you with a written summary of your meeting at the very end. Uh and I think it does go as far as saying that, you know, oh, based on your conversation here, your next steps. So kind of mm-hmm. a it's pretty cool. Generating your meeting notes and meeting summary uh for it. Um Definitely came up within our district. There's definitely some, like, oh, this could be really cool. And there's definitely the, uh, this could be very concerning. I think when you read how this function works, it sounds like it's geared for a meeting. So I don't know if I would necessarily turn this on for a classroom, uh, knowing that it's not, may not necessarily be designed for that scenario. So I don't, I don't know if I would. Um, be quick to jump into a a classroom scenario for this, but I think it's worth exploring how this could work in a meeting scenario.
1: Hmm. Interesting. All right, Uh, Chris, the other listener email we had this week was about a retirement scam, a phishing scam. You want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, this came up in Missouri, but we know that bad guys like all of the states. Uh, So an active phishing campaign going on this month, uh, and this was given as a heads up, uh, a well-crafted email uh, that says employee, list the person's name, uh, and then talks about basically a retirement uh, review coming up. And they want you to, I mean, some very good sentences, looks legit. Uh, they want you to click a link uh, to schedule some time to talk to them. And of course, that link is what goes to something shady. Uh, but I mean, we got a copy of the email going out and it's one of the better crafted completely absolutely targeted to faculty staff of school districts uh if you spend time and look at it closely you're going to see common things in there they got the retirement system wrong uh they said some sentences that make you want to you were coughing earlier you must have given it to me i think Uh, they gave some sentences that make you want to act quickly uh, which is what the bad guys will commonly do too uh and again some links in there that if you're paying attention, you're going to see them as shady, uh, but give a heads up. I mean, it's, a uh, it was a big enough deal to me that I sent out an email to my faculty staff to give yep. them a heads up about that email. So.
1: Yep. We did too. And actually today, the Missouri state, I don't know if you saw it this afternoon, um, by four 30, the, the, the pension program for Missouri sent out a warning to all of its members, uh, talking about it. So it's on their radar as well. Uh, since we're done with listener emails, Chris, do you want to talk about Extreme Networks and how people can email Extreme and get more information?
2: Extreme Networks, another proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. Uh, the guy to talk to at Extreme is Dominic Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R. Uh, you can email him at dmayer at extremenetworks.com. Uh, I have a fall break coming up at my school district, and we're spending uh, two of those days, two and a half of those days, replacing all of our IDFs with new extreme switching so looking forward to that
1: hey are you are you getting off for deer season is that your fall break
2: uh no kind of maybe because i know your I... season's already started but we get off next i guess in like two weeks you don't
1: know when deer season starts um... i got my
2: scope <laughs> ready <laughs> is that a
1: thing yes Uh, I was talking to a district the other day that said that their last day is this Friday and they don't go back until after Thanksgiving. Isn't that crazy? After Thanksgiving because of deer season and they know that that attendance would be so low due to deer season, so many kids hunting that they just take the two weeks off. That's crazy.
2: Mark, what do you guys get off for? Sailboat season or something? (laughs)
0: Uh, Nah, Boston's no. got some, we got some weird holidays. We have we have this one holiday called Evacuation Day. What? And yeah, so uh, we don't do it anymore, but we used to, up until just a few years ago, we would have school closed for Evacuation Day. Now, that's the holiday when the British evacuated the city of Boston okay. during the Revolutionary I'll War. Uh... Yeah. Now, ironically, it falls on St. Patrick's Day.
2: Oh. Um, so... Double dipping. Yeah. Yeah, excuse for a holla that's I thought it right. was when
1: they when they took all the witches to Salem and burnt them. No, that's just called Tuesday.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess one of the hot topics this week on Reddit on the K-12 sysadmin Reddit Um was a post about operational technology and whether or not it departments it's a responsibility of it departments to handle things like at door access control, security cameras, HVAC systems. Uh, you, you know, plug you know, the random thing that plugs into power, and because it plugs into power, it's an it problem. Uh, this Mark, you were saying it was a rather not heated debate, but a rather popular topic because it had over 80 comments on K12 yeah. sysadmin. Um Yeah, Chris, is-
0: did you did you get in and moderate this? Isn't that part of your your job now? Yeah. I
2: mean, we do moderate, we vet, but you know, we just talk, man. It's a living organism, Mark. It's K12 Techs hanging out with K12 Techs over at K12 Sysadmin.
1: But if you're looking for a closed environment and a little bit more private than Reddit, check out Chris, where do they go? K-12? Well, that's
2: k12techpro.com. Not to be confused
1: uh, with K twelve tech bros that we talked about earlier, where right. pictures of Mark's tattoos will be. I mean, not Mark, the other guy. Jump,
2: jump on K twelve tech pros community for the deeper conversation. But and maybe uh, a picture. Yes, but this topic over eighty comments, uh, very hot topic on K twelve sysadmin this week. So what do you guys? You if it, if it plugs in, do you have to manage it? Yeah. Are you mad about it? You cool with it?
1: You know, I, I, I'll i be the first to admit I hate cameras. I hate door locks. They're just something riding on my network. One, to cause problems. And when they don't work, we get blamed. Um, but I think they're just one of those necessary evils now that, you know, between the maintenance department and my department, we can take care of it. But still, at times there's a little bit of finger pointing, especially when we have to get the vendor involved and something's not communicating. Right. It's you know, it's always the network's fault. Um, so yeah, I don't know, and uh, yeah, I don't know, Chris. What do you think?
2: Well, WSD Tech said if it uses if it uses electricity, it's IT's job. I agree with that. I mean, if it's on the network, an electric have- pencil
1: sharpener, Chris.
2: Is it a smart electric pencil sharpener? You just
1: said if it uses electricity, it's an IT problem.
2: Yeah, so I guess i say no to that. But if it is on our network, of course, we should want to be involved. Uh, I think my stance on that has changed over the years. I used to be like, no, that's whatever. Get that, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't have to log in. And then that's what we see. And we, we've heard the stories, right, of that's when default passwords don't get changed. That's when uh, user accounts don't get disabled because we chose to not get involved with it. Right. Uh so More.
0: yeah, I agree. I think that's that's the general kind of feeling I have like if it is going to go on the network, then IT has to have a role in it. Uh cuz if you have somebody else managing something on your network, it's going to either cause problems for you or it's going to create a massive security leak. Um so I think we ch- generally try to be uh very closely involved if not overseeing any sort of uh um system, data system, uh, or, or network attached, uh, process. doesn't mean we manage all of those ourselves, but we definitely try to be very, very involved, uh, if it's going to do that reading through this conversation, there's some crazy stuff on there of what people, uh, are attached to doing. I think, you know, there's somebody who said that they even have to build the schedule for the high school and schedule students. That's extreme, right? I do recognize though, that in smaller districts. You know, you know the system, you know the SIS the most, and so sometimes that tends to be the person who does it. Um, I can relate to that though, because there have been times where people have said, well, so who's the scheduling master in your district? And people will point to me um, because we manage the SIS. Not ideal, but I get it because we know how the system works. Um, so it, it's it's not an easy thing, but I do, I, there were some comments I agree with. There are some comments on this I disagree with. I don't think that building access systems and security cameras that are on your network, I don't think you should be pushing those off. I think that is something that you should be holding very, very close to, especially with a lot of security concerns coming through HVAC and building automation systems. So I would encourage you um, to at least be involved in those decisions and those those managements, um, if not owning them if you can, if you have the manpower to do that. But... The list of things that people are managing on here is insane. And that's a that's another liability or, or risk when you have too much on your plate.
2: We used to deal with it with our Bell system and we finally got it changed. There's a difference between Bell system communicates on our network. Uh, we control who has access to it. And, oh, it's a testing day. Call the tech department to make changes to the the Bells. And there's, there's differences there. And for a while, because we had a clunky bell system, we were the ones responsible for the bells are changing this Friday and that sucked. And we don't have the resources to keep up with that. So our job then can be, let's get a new bell system and let's shift that. So yes, we're over access. Uh, but we have someone else responsible for, uh, those updates. Even we host a big Christmas basketball tournament, uh, big deal in our area we stream all those games uh it's our responsibility to make sure streaming's going to work it's our responsibility to make sure that the press has access to guest wi-fi but we will get hit up for like hey can you help with the actual streaming of the games well no that's not that's not our bit in that 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 should be other folks responsible for that and that's there was some posts about like with hvac system uh where a tech is responsible for adjusting the the temperatures, that's not that's not tech department's job.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, there's there's one uh, comment that kind of struck my my uh, uh, my fancy? interest, and it was yeah, tickled, uh, tickled your fancy, tickle my fancy, and <laughs> Reddit user. There's the
2: title of the episode <laughs> right there, <laughs> tickle my fancy. Uh huh. <laughs> That time Mark got his t- tickle. Fancy. Uh, where was I?
0: Um, no, it was. I, I, this is always an awkward part of like, oh, Reddit user. Um, Reddit user, Clown Loach 2. Uh,
2: <laughs> hey, side I, note on K12 Tech Pro, we use our real names. That's right. Um, So Clown Loach uh, said,
0: said, I deal with a lot that isn't traditional IT. About a quarter of my time is spent on non-IT stuff. Security cameras, recording servers, AV control systems, gym sound systems, gym projectors, video walls, LED displays, conference systems, VoIP phone system, PA systems, etc. There's nothing on that list (laughs) that I would not think... Is part of your role, a part of your job. So it's just oh, Mark's interesting to get see.
1: hate mail from clown what loacher, clown loach too. Oh,
0: sorry, we're gonna have hate mail. I know, but I, I I think you have a responsibility of being involved in a lot of those. Whether or not you're managing it, right, is a different thing. But you are, you need to be a part of the of the decision and the onboarding and the and the partial management of it. Otherwise, it will be your problem down the road it's still so. it's
2: still killer in my school district our our security camera system um we've taught others how to pull footage yeah but we pull the best footage yeah i mean we we yeah we do we know how to put it into the proper format so we yeah. always get hit up for that and again that's on us to educate well on how to do that properly but that's just been something that we can't shake off of our department
0: yeah yeah well, we also learned the hard way. We implemented a new security system recently, our security camera system, and they left the default recording settings on and it was crushing our network with uploads. So, you know, it's it, if it's not your problem now, it's going to be your problem if you don't get involved soon.
1: So. We, you know, speaking of hate mail, oh. we we did, um, I have it here, hang on. We did get a piece of hate mail about Chris of all people. And it was what? Yeah. It hang on. Let me let me get it out of the envelope. Are, are you typing it? No. Can't you <laughs> hear me? I am getting it out of the envelope. Uh dear K twelve TikTok podcast. This is this is from uh Wi-Fi Enthusiast on Reddit, apparently. Uh Wi-Fi enthusiast says please help Chris get better Wi-Fi. Uh his his sound is awful. Uh Wi-Fi enthusiast, we're working on that. I'm... Is it awful today? Nah, eh, it's okay. You look washed out.
2: You know you... what? I'm gonna buy as soon as we wrap this up. I'm gonna buy. What should I buy? Google Wi-Fi. I'm gonna get it. There you go. Today's the uh, day. Uh, so I don't know. So if you guys... I see you and I hear you, listener Wi-Fi enthusiast. Um,
1: yes, because that was a very real person. Uh. I don't know if you guys got the email from Google this week, the Google workspace updates blog website. So it's workspaceupdates.googleblog.com. They released a new feature for Google classrooms called classroom analytics. Uh, they started pushing it out on Tuesday, November 7th. And it's a way for administration, even teachers to see analytics for their classrooms. You know, the amount of engagement from students, uh, average, grades, uh, changes in scores, activity, how many missing assignments, average, blah, 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 blah. So this, oh. I, I know our administration, uh, would love to see some of this statistical information, um, because it's, you know, it's live and it's in Google classroom where it's all happening. Uh, unfortunately I may, you have to make quite a few, uh, you have to make a couple custom admin roles per building. So like your high school principal will have a custom admin role that only gives him access to see classrooms in the high school. You know, so you are gonna have to break that down by building and there's instructions on how to do all that. Um, but I guess we weren't one of the districts that received it on November 7th and I got totally down a rabbit hole today and did not get a chance to look at it back. Um, Is it free? Yeah, well, no. Again, Google and their uh, new shift in charging schools for everything under the sun. This is part of the Workplace Workplace Plus, Education Plus program. Right. Uh, so you do have to have the buy-up program to do this. Um, and speaking of that, I have a funny story about one of the other features in the buy-up program. Uh, we got an alert through context-aware alerts that uh, a, a student account... I'll just say was taking part in impossible travel. I I really like that term now that it that describes the problem very well. Um. So
2: I, hey, I side note before you tell the story. Yeah. On K twelve Tech Pro, uh, April posted this really great article talking about how you can identify these uh, impossible travel logs really easily and dig into resetting passwords, all that kind of thing. So again, if you're not on community, jump into that because it's a great article.
1: So I was panicked thinking that I had a kid whose credentials had been compromised because this this has happened. It's happened once or twice before. It always turns out to be a kid figured out another kid's password. You were texting us
2: like you were sounding the alarm.
1: Yeah. So I got in my car and I drove across campus to go to the high school and I I, (laughs) ahead of time.
2: That's extreme.
1: (laughs) I got, what did I say? You took a drive? I drove. Yeah, I didn't walk. And um, I
0: got an airplane and I flew right to Russia to find that computer. <laughs>
1: yeah, I had the IP address. Uh, I had called the part I left out is I called the librarian to ask her to go get the kid out of class so we could have a conversation. Little Johnny, get him now. Yeah, I more that's more or less how the conversation went. So I'm I'm screeching into the parking lot and I see the SRO in the parking lot. We have a conversation about deer hunting. Um, so in in my head as we're walking, as I'm walking to the classroom, not with the SRO, um, I think, you know what, this could be a VPN. This kid could have a VPN. So I get into the library, the librarian's walking in with the student, and I she introduces me to the kid and I say, Look, you're not in trouble. I'm just gonna ask you some questions that I want honest yes or no answers to, and we'll go, we'll move on. We're just gonna have a conversation. So I said Clearly, and he pushed
2: him up against the wall. No,
1: I said, Clearly, you haven't <laughs> been in Eastern Europe today. He's like, No, no, sir. I said, Are you using a VPN on your phone? Yes. I said, You also have your school Gmail account on your phone? Yes, sir. I said, Are you making your VPN look like you're in Eastern Europe? Yes, sir. I, it, oh. in, an, in an exacerbated tone, deflated, defeated, frustrated, I said, knock it off and he goes yes sir i'll make it look like it's in nebraska and I'm like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> that, that's better so that he just that, wants freedom
1: well okay so that gets into that my rant <laughs> later that day and and since then is you know they vpn companies market their product online yeah. on tick tock i'm not on TikTok, but I, I assume they do it on TikToks. tocks um
2: they do it on the youtube
1: on the youtubes um that they they make it out to be this cloak of invisibility and i think i even text you guys with that phrase like they they make it appear to be that you can hide from anyone and everyone if you're using a vpn and really all you're doing is using someone else's computer to browse the web and they're probably logging that traffic and it can leak at times. I mean, just Google search VPN data leaks. Um, and that's, unfortunately, I don't think kids understand, the students understand that. And, uh, you know, like this this conversation, it's like, look, if, if you were invisible with that VPN, I wouldn't have been able to see that you were using your account and it made it look like it was in Russia. Like, so that, that proves the point. Right that it's not Harry Potter's cloak of invisibility like come on
2: so i was that's... talking i was talking to my team today though and, and they they mentioned a couple youtubers like video game youtubers that like their biggest sponsors are vpn oh, companies oh sure i mean sure. our kids are just getting fed this that vpns are the cool good thing to do um they don't see it as malicious they don't see it as wrong uh so
1: and, you know, at the heart of the, you know, the heart of the matter, VPNs were originally designed to allow remote access into, you know, a, a private land from a remote conne- connection. And they're great at that. They're not great at hiding your traffic online. You know, if you're on a, on a public Wi-Fi, that might be suspect and you're worried about your traffic being intercepted. Okay. But to use a VPN and, and I know I'm preaching to the choir. Nobody's everybody's probably like, yeah, rock go keep going. Josh, keep preaching to the choir. Um, you guys can say that. Like,
2: uh, I just got to really. I'm gonna find us a VPN sponsor. <laughs> like, this is it.
1: So I, yeah, I don't know. I and I'm, I'm sure that's a fight that we're all fighting. It's just ridiculous at times. But you're
2: the one jumping into vehicles, and like, I mean, you did, you did a thing.
1: I drove that, across that's campus. That's not uncommon. Like,
2: it I drive should across- be uncommon.
1: That I leave my office and drive across
2: <laughs> campus. Yes.
0: I think oh. it's funny though that like I, in my head I have a, a, an image of you like screeching across campus in your car, <laughs> pulling into a driveway. He rolls in. Yeah. Roll rolling out, but then you see the 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 school resource officer and you're like, "Hey, you get your gun all oiled up for hunting season?" No. And then you <laughs> immediately stop and talk about rushing. hunting season.
1: No, he just got back from deer hunting, and I was yeah. asking how it went.
0: And then you had this like long drawn out conversation and you're like, Oh crap. Uh, VPN. And then just <laughs> burst into the school and held a kid against the wall. I did and not shook him down. hold a kid against the wall.
2: Do you work for Russia?
1: <laughs> Are you Russian spy? All right. Uh, any, any closing thoughts for tonight, guys? I know, uh, we mentioned the Jeffco public schools and, and Clark County. We pour one out. I've finished my bourbon. My bourbon is empty. I drank it in honor of, of those fine folks fighting that fight tonight. Uh, any other topics you guys want to mention for next week?
2: Thanksgiving well, I, 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 I want to talk about Status Gator. Oh, uh, I forgot about Status Gator. Hey, They're on my I, list did right not, here. I did not forget about Status I know. Gator. Uh, so they have recently redone uh, pretty much their system. Uh, if you can think back, uh, I think it was in September, there was a Clever outage. Clever was down for a couple hours, like totally down, big headache uh, for many a school district. If you were using Status Gator, uh, you go into Status Gator, you put in all the services, all the apps, all the sites that you use, uh, and you can actually put in what, like, who you want to have notified when something goes down. So in the case of Clever, uh, they will take care of that work to email your team, to email staff. Uh, for it to go to a district status page to tell yeah. your teachers that there is an outage. Uh, so they can save you the work uh, of that. Status Gator is affordable. Uh, and they, again, I I have known Status Gator. Josh, we were talking about that oh, the other geez. day, about how 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 long we've known Over a year them. ago, yeah. Uh, and they were not so much into K-12 way back when. Uh, as as like a priority, I would say. Well, they've figured that out. K-12 is a priority for them. So they're making it affordable as well for K-12. So you can go to statusgator.com slash K-12 podcast uh, to get a demo, to get some special pricing, uh, the whole bit. Statusgator.com slash K-12 podcast.
1: You know, I, I think they need um, what their marketing materials they need. Do they have little alligators as like plush yeah, alligators, so. they can hand. Oh, out plush alligators! I,
2: I mean, know.
0: what else would they be? I get the the little alligator alerts. I get a little email that's like, "Eh, your life is gonna suck in a few minutes." <laughs>
1: it's a little alligator. It's great. A little talking alligator. He walks on his hind legs and. Yeah, yeah, like his major systems down. I love it. I just... Smiling ear to ear, you know, because th- yeah, alligators yeah. have big mouths. Um, yeah, so Thanksgiving's coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll see what that means for us. And uh, any closing thoughts tonight, guys?
2: Love you guys.
1: Mark, I am. I'm really I, I know the bit we did at the beginning of the episode was a joke. Mark's mom, he <laughs> didn't show us any tattoos. He doesn't have hey, a tattoo. Mark's mom
2: is going to be fine with how this plays out. She'll love you no matter what, Mark.
0: I know the thing is this is not going to get mentioned until Christmas. So
2: I well, it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> she does listen. She
1: emails Chris quite a bit. Like she they've wrote... exchanged recipes. Didn't she write me a let letter? She did write you a letter. Yeah. Yeah, I was uncomfortable with that. Thank you. So there's that. Yeah. Um... I yeah. can't wait. We're gonna. I cannot wait for the photo session. For your lower back tattoo for K-12 tech <laughs> bros. Um That's going to be sweet. And Chris and I is matching lower back tattoos. Apparently. Yeah. We are K-12 tech talker and so are you. <laughs> cut it. Cut it. <laughs> cut it. <laughs>
0: The views and opinions expressed on the K-12 Tech Talk podcast are the personal opinions of Josh, Chris, and Mark and do not represent the views or opinions of our sponsors or other organizations that we're affiliated with. The material information presented here is for general information and entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.